This is Beat'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 343 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Tequila is my lady, my lady. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Martellus Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some nerdy news to discuss with some trailers and other crazy stuff going on. And then we have our retro review of a movie that I have never seen before until now, Cabin in the Woods. But before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Mark Ellis Reagans, how are you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. I uh, mentioned last week that I finished watching Star Wars Rebels, and uh, I kind of got used to being in the habit of watching like a half an hour, like 22 minute TV show before I, I go to bed. So, or as I fall asleep. So I've been uh, watching a good place, which is uh executive produced by the guy that directed cabin in the woods, Drew Goddard, a uh, filmmaker that I, I really like. I like his storytelling. Um, I said it before he wrote probably the best Buffy comic book story that I've ever read. Not just for Buffy, but just for a comic book story arc. It's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing, watching A Good Place. And uh, um, I'm almost done. I'm, like, right at the end. <laughs> I have never watched that in my life, but I know that my wife watched it and liked it. So <sighs> it's, re- it's really good. It's really, really good. There's a lot of uh, philosophical questions and a lot of really stupid humor. <laughs> so it, it, ba- it balances itself out. Not my thing. Uh, Aubrey, how the hell are you? I'm living a dream. I'm in day at a time. That's it, huh? Yep. All right. Well, as for me, I don't have really anything exciting to report. Just working, sleeping, working, sleeping. I did. This is exciting stuff. I started going back to the gym as of two days ago. Ooh. How's that going? It has, it has been close to 12 years since I've consistently gone to the gym. So, um, no, I, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to, you know, get in better shape. Um, a few months ago now i had to quarantine for covid which really wasn't having covid it just was a work related thing of an exposure and i didn't have it so but i had to stay home for 14 days and not only did my sleep schedule go off the rails but my diet went off the rails and i was eating like a fucking garbage disposal ever since and my weight was starting to go back up and i was not happy so i made a commitment to myself if I could get one week of healthy eating, and by healthy, I mean, you know, staying under my calorie goals. I'm not like eating leaves of lettuce for breakfast or anything like that. But, um, you know, not eating, you know, a lot of fast food and like crazy amounts of stuff or, you know, getting depressed and eating a box of ice cream or whatever. Um, smart food. Man, now I'm sorry to get hungry. Um, <laughs> you know, trying to keep things under control. If I could do that for a week, then I would add going to the gym to that. And I finally was able to get a week of eating decent under my belt. So I went to the gym Sunday morning after work, which is not fun, but it's really the only time I can go is, is three. There's three days a week I can go after work where it won't kill me. And Sunday, Saturday and Wednesday are the three days. And I did uh, biceps and shoulders and some cardio and it felt good, man. I got to tell you, it felt good. It just was embarrassing because, like I said, it's, it's literally been 12 years since I, I since my son was born, really, since I've gone consistently to the gym. And, like, exercises I could do with 30, 40-pound dumbbells, I'm, like, struggling with, like, 10 right now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So that's, that's really the only thing that is new for me is uh, going to the gym. It's a little weird because of COVID, but you just have to clean everything even more than you should have anyway after you use it. So. That's good, dude. You got to post, uh, you know, your uh, your pictures from the uh, from the locker room. 
So <laughs> I posted a picture from when I was on the treadmill on, on Instagram on Sunday because episode one was playing <laughs> on the TV. And I, I looked up and saw it and I just started laughing and I was just like, I have I'm supposed to be here yes. right now. <laughs> the gym was the like, treadmill is how I catch up on stuff I'm behind on. <laughs> that was a sign I was supposed to be there. So um I also it was it was tough though because like you know you're at the gym you don't want to be like some creeper like taking pictures of people so yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to take a picture of the TV and I'm trying to be conspicuous about it. What? <laughs> Come on, dude! You gotta have like your so wizard mask on, your so wizard like T-shirt with the sleeves ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut it. I'll cut the T-shirt up like the Legend of Billy Jean or something. <laughs> you gotta be like a deep cut for you somebody. Be out like there. Uh, you gotta be like Hulk Hogan, dude. And you finish your workout and just like rip it off. <laughs> And they put up like, that's one. the wall, brother. <laughs> Look at that. That's the wall. That's the wall up there, brother. All right. But yeah, that's what's going on for me. I'm going to hopefully try to keep it up. Uh, as they say, 21 days to make a habit. So three weeks and, you know, hopefully be going good. I mean, I walk uh, seven to eight miles a day at work just from being at work. So if I can keep my caloric intake under control, like uh, I should be losing weight. I already lost four pounds last week. So, you know, got to fit into this, uh, these cool t-shirts and stuff. You know, my goal is to fit in a pair of pants at my job number two. So that's my goal. (laughs) I'm not super far away. I'm one pant size away as of right now. So of course I was going in the wrong direction, but uh, I'm only one pant size away right now. So if I can get there, because Job number two loves to pat themselves on the back for being um, inclusive of women at any size. And they even have a sister store that sells plus size stuff. And we carry women's plus size up to like, I don't know, like quintuple quintuple X. And that's fine, whatever. But for men, (laughs) they're like, fuck you. And we're only carrying jeans up to 38. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not sure where the disconnect is there. It's it's healthy at any size except for guys. So um, my goal is to fit into a pair of pants at work. I don't I don't even I'm not going to buy them. I'm just going to put them on. If I, I don't care if somebody that works there with me walks in the back room and sees me half naked trying on the pants. It's going to be <laughs> worth it. So. But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Marcellus, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. All right, so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, we got some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, we have our store there, uh, T Public Store. Click on a button, go to our T Public Store, and you'll see sweatshirts, masks, t shirts, coffee mugs, all types of cool things with the Soul Wizard Podcast logo all over it. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you will be helping out our tiny little podcast. We can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can find us on a Stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, we have a YouTube page with videos going up all the time, uh, youtube.com backslash so is a podcast. We have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly and get bonus episodes and other content from everyone here at the show, patreon.com backslash so is a podcast. Shout out to all of our podcast and army in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. your pants take off the bra and be a man (laughs) you love that (laughs) i really do i really do all right markellis we got a lot to talk about this week so drop the drop and let's talk the news yo pump it up it's time for the news yo we getting ready to bring you the news all right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, there was a couple of stories that came out that said that we're getting a Superman reboot. Uh, as we talked about before, J.J. Abrams did uh, join up with Warner Brothers. They offered him a big fat deal to produce a lot of things, and one Better of Warner Brother, <laughs> and one of the things that he's going to be producing, it looks like it's going to be a reboot of Superman. 
he will be producing it, and it will be written by uh, Tanahasi Coates, who is a writer who he usually well I know he started off writing articles, uh, and he's definitely written a lot of books. In fact, one of his books, the uh, Between the World and Me, was the book that inspired Damon Lindelof to do Watchmen. Uh, so you know he's he's a, a pretty prolific writer. Uh, he did take over Black Panther years ago, uh, right before the, I think right, either right before the movie came out or right around the time the movie came out. And his, his writing, I, I'm still working my way through all of the Black Panthers, but the first arcs were really, really cool. Um, so he's definitely a, a comic book head. I think he took over Captain America too, like a little bit after that. Uh, but yeah, it looks like we're getting another Superman movie. Don't know what's going to happen to Henry Cavill and that solo sequel that he was kind of promised, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Aubrey, what do you think of a new Superman movie with J.J. Abrams producing it? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Superman's never been my favorite. Um, so it's not like something that I'm over the hills about. I'm, I guess we'll see how it turns out. He's just never been a superhero that I've really cared too much about. Okay. All right. Joy, what about you, man? Oh, thank God we're getting away from Man of Steel and uh, Henry Cavill's Superman. So uh, anything to get away from that is good for me, (laughs) which is sad because I I, I don't have a problem with Henry Cavill as Superman himself, like standing if he's standing there in the Superman outfit or, you know, flying around. He looks fine. looks great. And he's a good actor. It's just he was never in a good Superman movie. So, you know, people don't get excited about like George Lazenby being James Bond for a reason because there's only one movie and it sucked. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, I, I feel bad for Henry Cavill because he never got a fair shake as Superman, but it is what it is, man. Uh, it sucked. So I, I and some people will, will greatly disagree with that, and that's OK. Um, JJ seems to have a good track record for revitalizing franchises, regardless of how you feel about Rise of Skywalker. And I know how I feel about it. And I know how Mark Ellis feels about it. And I know how Aubrey feels about it. <laughs> and I know how Adam feels about it, too. <laughs> but, um, you know, Force Awakens, Star Trek 2009. Um, he has a good track record of jumpstarting franchises that need some help. Uh, Tanishi Coates, really good art, uh, writer. Excuse me, really good writer. Um, some of his comic runs, though, Mark Ellis, I don't know how far along you are in Black Panther, but it, it, they run out of steam and they meander a little bit sometimes towards the end. And uh, that that's the only thing that brings me worry. And I don't know if that's just something if you come from writing novels and articles into the world of comics. Uh, but uh, some of his some of his storylines run out of a little steam towards the mid middle ish uh, end of the story. So. Uh, hopefully he's going to have some help in the writer's room that I, I want his ideas because he's got really awesome ideas mm-hmm. and his concepts are great, but sometimes it's, he just needs some help bringing it across the finish line. So hopefully they're going to get, get him that help when they do the writing. But yeah, I mean, let's, let's do it, man. I just, I want action. I want excitement. I want fucking Superman smiling. I want him <laughs> helping people. And, uh, you know, the blueprint is there, man. I mean, Chris Evans as Captain America is practically like like DC should be kicking themselves every single time they see him on screen because that's what Superman should have been, and we didn't get it. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at, man. I'm, I'm cautiously excited, cautiously excited. It's hard to get excited for DC, but cautiously excited. Yeah, well, I think with Captain America laying that blueprint, that Henry Cavill is. I won't say old, but I think there is like a good Superman movie using that blueprint and using Henry Cavill. Um, and especially with the fact that they're they're doing uh, the Flash movie is going to be opening up the multiverse or the whatever alternative universes. You know, you can have a Henry Cavill Superman. I still do a different Superman. We have what's his name? Tyler. What's his name on the Superman TV show now? So you can do multiple Supermans. They, they, they don't have to kick out one to bring in a new one. And who knows, maybe they'll reboot Superman and Henry Cavill will just come back. <laughs> maybe he'll just keep the same job and they'll just give him a better script. Well, one of the rumors is saying Henry Cavill and Man of Steel 2 are completely off the board and they're going to go with a uh, African-American slash black Superman. Yeah, I saw it as a rumor, too. I don't know how much stock I put into that, especially since we were talking about Michael B. Jordan possibly doing Icon. 
I I think that that's almost an amalgamation of like five different rumors mm-hmm. where people are just assuming because and, and it, it reminds me of something that we saw um, Christopher Priest talk about a lot when we've seen him at panels is how because he's a black writer, people just assume he can only write black characters. Right. So, so they're immediately saying, oh, well, we got Michael B. Jordan wants to be Superman and we have a black writer. So here comes black Superman. Well, you know. It just Alba cannot be reached for comment on the- <laughs> If they did go with a black Superman, Markels, who do you want to play it? Michael B. Jordan or no? Uh no, no. He's already I like him as an actor. He's already in the Marvel universe as Killmonger. If he's gonna be in a comic book movie, I want it to be something original, icon, or bring him back to Black Panther. Um, mm-hmm. If they do a Superman, if they want to do a black Superman movie and Idris Elba is not available. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a black Superman. <laughs> uh, then I'm, I'm going to go with the guy that, well, it's too late now, but they already cast him as Hogman. But um, <laughs> Aldous Hodge, uh, yeah. I would pick him as Superman. He's my new favorite actor right now. Mm. Uh, but they already cast him as Hawkman. But yeah, know. he's out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um Lucas from uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting old enough. I gotta be honest. With um, I just I would I'd prefer them to go with an unknown. I think that's probably the best route. Uh, I agree with you. I want to keep Michael B. Jordan in Marvel Universe, and that's just strictly being selfish with a really good actor. So. <laughs> Aubrey, any choices for Superman? Like any Superman? Yeah, yes. sure. Black, white, purple, brown, green. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even think of any off the top of my head, honestly. Tom Hardy? No, I don't want him as Superman. <laughs> I like him as Venom. He can stay as Eddie Brock. Yeah. With his weird accent. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I mean, bring it on. It doesn't matter who the actor is or what color they are. I just want a good movie at this point. We'll see what happens from there. You know, and uh, selfishly, as a fan of Milestone, uh, I almost feel like if they do have, uh, I forget what the name of the character is, Calvin, is it Calvin Ellis? Is the black Superman from Earth 32? Yeah, that's right. That's right. There actually is like two other black Supermans, so they can do right. Calvin Ellis or um, Val Zod. Um, so if they do one of those, my only fear is completely selfish. <laughs> it would be now we don't get an icon movie once they make Static Shock. Because they'll be like, oh, we can't do the same thing. Right. Which would really suck. But it don't matter. Just make me a good Superman movie. I don't care who the fuck it play is playing it or what color they are. <laughs> Can he just smile? If he smiles, it's ahead of <laughs> DCEU. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, We're asking a lot. Superman yeah. to smile. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. So we will be uh, keeping an eye on this and see what happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, Zack Snyder, Superman, uh, Zack Snyder actually has a, a new movie coming out straight to Netflix. And we got to look at the trailer this week for army of the dead. It's a zombie movie and a heist movie, um, takes place in Vegas, but you get a sense of that Zack Snyder visual style that definitely reminded me of sucker punch. Um, but uh, yeah, what'd you guys think of this trailer? Uh, let's go back to Joey. I uh, think it looks great. I'm really excited about this movie. I don't have a problem with Zack Snyder as a director or creative. Um, He can put together a hell of a trailer and some great visuals. Uh, Obviously, 300 is one of my top 10 movies of all time. I don't think I gave his Dawn of the Dead remake as fair a shake as I should have because I liked it. But I feel like I probably would love it if I didn't love the original so much Mm -hmm. that I couldn't let go of of my love of the original one just to enjoy the new one, but it's, it's good. And I think Watchmen's really good. So even sucker punch, which is terrible, uh, looks good. So it's really just his DC comic book stuff. That's been terrible. I, I like a lot of his other work and I'm really excited to see what he does with this. Uh, going back to zombies, he's a great action director. This should be awesome. I am really excited about this. <laughs> I don't know what you would do with money or why you would hold up a casino in the middle of the apocalypse, but fuck it. <laughs> Give me some explosions and stuff. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the, uh, a little bit of the plot of um, the sequel to train of Busan uh, had to do with money. And of course it has to do with zombies too. So I can see how that, that would 
tie in together. Uh, but Aubrey, what did you think of the new Zack Snyder footage for his movie Army of the Dead? I mean, it looks good. It's not my type of movie. I'm super over zombies. Um, and I think that it's overdone. But I like him as a director and I like uh, Dawn of the Dead. So it's probably going to be good. It's just, again, not my type of movie. So Yeah, he was doing an interview uh, this week talking about the Snyder Cut, the upcoming Snyder Cut. And he is genuinely just like the nicest dude. Like he seems like the, the sweetest, nicest guy in the world. Um, I feel bad. It's that- his birthday today. Oh, it is? Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Zach. I'm sure... <laughs> Sure, Iko de Raymond is right outside right now with uh, streamers and <laughs> flyers and balloons and shit celebrating. <laughs> Shout out to you, Iko. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. It's coming on Netflix. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely be, well, I, I don't want to say definitely, but most likely we'll be reviewing it for the show. We're definitely recording about it for the show. Oh, th- this just in, we are definitely reviewing it for the show. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's stay in the DCEU for a little bit longer. Um, it looks like we are getting a Blue Beetle movie. Uh, Blue Beetle, it's going to be coming from film director Angel Manuel Soto, who also did a movie called Charm City Kings, which I didn't see. I swear to God, I saw the trailer and I thought it was a TV show. Um, <laughs> and I just didn't go back to watch it. But it turns out it's a movie. What, is it the first Avengers movie? It looked like a TV show? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? First Avengers is perfect. Shut up. Um, but uh, yeah, it's on it's on HBO Max if you want to check out his visual style. But yeah, he's directing a Blue Beetle movie, uh, which will feature Jaime Reyes as the hero, uh, young Latino hero uh, with a super suit, if I remember correctly, from that one episode of Smallville. Uh <laughs> I I think this is cool. You know, I'm sure Blue Beetle was on that huge list of uh, DC movies that we <laughs> that we made like years ago. So it's good that they're finally getting around to it. Um, Aubrey, how do you feel about a Blue Beetle movie? I feel like they've been hinting around at this for years now. I feel like I heard it a long time ago. I don't know much about Blue Beetle. I do have a couple of Blue Beetle comics that I haven't read. I don't know. Hopefully it'll be good. I think that it's a lesser known character, which they tend to do really good with, but mm-hmm. could be wrong. All right. All right, Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about Blue Beetle on a big screen? Well, you are correct, Marcellus. It's been on the whiteboard list for probably two or three years. Okay. I can't remember how long ago it's been we've been talking about this stuff, but I was flipping through old episodes the other day. And I saw like one episode, like 146, we were talking about <laughs> Nightwing, the movie. <laughs> so 200 weeks ago, we were talking about some movies in DCEU that never came to fruition. Uh, when's New Gods coming out? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't ask questions like that. <laughs> no, no one knows. Um so it, it, again, it's it's hard to get. It's a lot. It, it's a lot like the feeling you have from some of the Marvel stuff that's announced. But the Marvel stuff is announced. You know, it's going to happen. It's just the pandemic holding it back. So it's hard to be like, wow, I'm really excited about Armor Wars that has no date, and we don't know when the fuck it's coming out. This is the same shit with a lot of this DC EU and DC movie stuff. Is just like. Do I want to see a Blue Beetle movie? Yes. I actually really liked that character. Um, I used to buy the comic. It spun out of Infinite Crisis. God, I'm aging myself. I want to say like 15 years ago. As much as I liked the old Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, I really liked this new Blue Beetle as well. And I bought every issue of his comic and then it got canceled. Blah, blah, blah. Now I don't read monthly comics anymore. But I like the character and it's exciting thing to see. But are we ever going to see it? That's the problem. It almost feels like it's hard to even get amped up over any of these announcements. Even the new Superman movie we just talked about. I mean, is it really going to happen? I don't know. It's DC. They seem to not... When is Justice League Dark coming out? We've been talking about that for before the podcast even existed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to get super excited for DC stuff until you see some casting or some real movement on it, but this would be really cool. I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. Yeah, well, you know, we did get a trailer for The Batman, so we know that's coming. Uh, they did cast Supergirl for the Flash movie, so I'm pretty confident that that's going to come. So I think they're on that right track now, the track of uh, of uh, announcing stuff and actually coming through, finishing through with it. 
And by the way, the last season of Smallville had an excellent episode with Blue Beetle and Booster Gold in it, which I fucking loved. That was supposed to be a, a backdoor pilot, and it never worked. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought. Because I was when I was thinking of Blue Beetle, I'm like, I have a feeling that I saw like a pilot TV show for that, and then it took me a while to realize, oh, that was on Smallville. But uh, yeah, it's a really good episode, and it's, it, it's a good introduction to of who the character is. All right, so let's see. All right, so then just a couple of quick hits. We finally got the name of the new Spider-Man movie. They finally announced it. It is not Spider-Man Homeboy like I wanted it to be. Uh, <laughs> it is Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, Aubrey, what do you think of the title of Spider-Man No Way Home? Um, I also think I read rumors that they weren't doing a multiverse. So I'm not sure how that's going to play into the name. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. On a scale of zero to five, how do you feel about? How do you think that title racks up to the to the other two before it? It's probably about a one or a two. Wow. I mean, it has it has home in it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't invoke any feeling in me. Okay, all right, Joy. What about you, man? Uh, zero to five. How do you feel about that title? Well, I, I mean, I, it, again, like we've said in the past about other things, this could be called uh, Spider-Man Poopy Butt Fart, and I would go see it day one. <laughs> I, I don't get the hype over revealing the name when the name doesn't really tell you anything about the movie. It tells you a little bit. And Aubrey, I think it's definitely going to be multiverse related because at the Disney investors meeting, um, Kevin Feige said it was a multiverse trilogy with WandaVision, Spider-Man 3, and... Doctor Strange 2. So yeah. I know Tom Holland's been out there being like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything about it. But I wonder if that's just part of his contract at this point to <laughs> shut the fuck up. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm really excited about the potential of seeing like a bunch of characters from the Raimi movies and maybe like Andrew Garfield movies a little bit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to see Kirsten Dunst. That's all I care about. So. God. All right. Well, we'll see. I think the title works. No Way Home. Uh, you know, we know Spider-Man was probably going to be on a run based on the end of the last movie. So, yeah, I think it sounds cool. I'm ready for it. It should be coming out this year. It's actually going to come out this year by the end of the year. So allegedly Christmas this year. So, mm-hmm. so something to look forward to. All right. So then another quick hit. Uh, we Joy, this one is mainly for you. Uh, it looks okay. like we're getting a G.I. Joe spinoff TV show. Uh, Lady Jane is going to have her own TV show on Amazon. Uh, it's going to be executive produced by, um, I didn't get his name, but I know that he executive produced season three of Daredevil. So that, that gave me some uh, some good hopes. But uh, Joey, being a G.I. the resident G.I. Joe expert here, how do you feel about a Lady Jane TV show on Amazon? I don't really care. I don't know if this property works in live action. I know there's a Snake Eyes movie that they're threatening to release. That's I think it's done. It's just sitting on a shelf waiting for a pandemic to end. It was yep. supposed to be October last year, and now it's supposedly October this year. We'll see if it actually comes out or gets pushed back another time, another five times. But, uh, you know, the first two G.I. Joe movies were pretty terrible, and I don't really have much hope for it. So... I will watch it. I will be excited about it somewhat once I see a trailer. But it, it, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what it is that doesn't translate on screen for this property. And I think it's, it's, it's a delicate balance between the goofiness of the cartoon and not realism, but a little more realism of the comic book. Mm-hmm. And no one's been able to really hit that right in the bullseye yet and i think they just go too goofy and it's not enjoyable but i also don't just want it to be a generic action movie style thing so i i don't know what i want from a gi joe live action thing but i'll know when i see it <laughs> <laughs> all right all right Aubrey, what about you are you a fan of uh the lady jane character from gi joe never really paid attention to it yeah. gotta be honest it's probably before you were born so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. You know, I I was a fan of the second G.I. Joe movie. I thought that one had a lot more of the goofy comic book elements that I was looking for in a G.I. Joe movie. And uh, Adrian Pilecki played Lady Jane. So pss, I was all about that. But uh, yeah, whatever. I know a, a kick-ass female TV show on Amazon. Bring it. Bring it on. I'm down for it. 
Uh, and then the last bit of news, uh, this one is actually mainly for me, because I don't know if you guys have any, uh, any care in the matter, but uh, the creators of Avatar TV show, they left the, the live action Netflix show, uh, you know, because of uh, differences of opinions with the producers or whatever. And now uh, Nickelodeon is bringing them back and saying, hey, we're going to let you do your own studio uh, to make content for Paramount Plus, Nickelodeon, and for the big screen. So Avatar Studios is in business and they're starting production on their first uh, movie set in the Avatar universe that's going to be, it's going to start production at the end of this year. So we're going to get a lot more of the Avatar universe. Um, Aubrey, are you excited at all for more Avatar that has nothing to do with M. Night Shyamalan or Netflix? I'm excited for you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have really any stake in it, so I don't really care too much about about it, but I'm excited for the people like you. Oh, well, thanks. I'll take I'll take it. Mm-hmm. The, the excitement is some excitement is, is excitement. I'll take it. Uh, Joey, how about you? I know you haven't finished um, any of the series, but what do you think about the creators leaving Netflix and saying, fuck it, we'll just do it ourselves and uh, <laughs> heading over to Paramount Plus? Not uh, not finished. I, I've never even started. Them, so. <laughs> the. Uh, the way I feel is pretty much the same as Aubrey. I don't care at all, but I'm happy for you. Yeah, I know. That's why I said this. The title, it's it's or this topic is mainly for me. Um, I will say I am am excited that they're going to be making more Avatar stuff. I think the Avatar TV show is perfection. Um, they shouldn't mess with it anymore. I really love a lot of Legend of Korra, uh, but yeah, whatever they want to do, I'm I'm there for it. I just have to buy Paramount Plus now, which. I'm, not excited for, but you know, <laughs> I had it for about six months during football season, and I, maybe it'll be better now that it's Paramount Plus. But at CBS All Access, it was anemic for content. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they got a wide open uh, playing field to build some stuff. I am excited to go to the, the theaters and see like some Avatar stuff. That'd be cool. Uh, okay, so then that's it. That is all I got for the news. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our review. Of Cabin in the Woods. Hi there, this is the Manster, one of your humble hosts from Pina Comics Podcast. What is Pina Comics, you say? Fair question. Pina Comics is a weekly pop culture podcast with a mission a mission to explore humankind's greater geekdom and report our findings back to you listeners every week. We explore movies, games, TV shows, comics, local events and conventions, and so much more. We'll tell you just what we think of all the stuff that makes life fun or at least bearable and hopefully make you laugh, chortle, cackle, bust a gut, or even just chuckle while doing it. So join me and my fellow host, Ganache, every week. You'll find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or whatever podcatching app you like to stuff inside that little phone of yours. Listen in. And we are back. All right, guys. So this was a retro review of Cabin in the Woods. What year did this come out, Mark Ellis? Uh, 2011. Okay. And uh, I had never seen it before until I watched it for this review. So I'm sh- both of you, I'm sure, have already seen it. Aubrey, what is Cabin in the Woods about? It is when five college friends arrive at a remote forest cabin for a little vacation, little do they expect the horrors that will await them. One by one, the youth fall victim to backwood zombies. But there's another factor at play. Two scientists are manipulating the ghoulish going-ons. But even as the body count rises, there is yet more at work than meets the eye. All right. So we'll get started with non-spoilers. And then we'll play the sound drop delineating spoilers. If you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods like I had been until about four hours ago, then uh, you can jump off and go watch it and come back. Otherwise, stick with us and we'll spoil the movie and talk a little more in depth. But to start, Markellis, why do you love this movie so much? Uh, I love this movie because as someone who isn't like a huge fan of horror movies, I love the fact that it's it's a horror movie that's made for people who like enjoy horror movies or enjoy certain aspects of horror movies. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a film lover's film about horror movies. And I love films. Okay. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? Why do you love this movie so much? I agree with Mark. Like it's, it's something that 
you cannot enjoy horror movies, but you can enjoy this movie. Um, it's not like overly scary in a sense. And it, the twist at the end, it is just, it builds up the excitement. All right. Well, this was my first time watching it, as I said, and I did like it quite a bit. What? I did enjoy it. I liked watching it. I thought it was a good movie. Oh, my God. Aubrey, we were uh, right. It, it only took four years, but we were right. <laughs> Joey would like this movie. <laughs> uh, I definitely enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was good, man. I thought it was good. I, I really liked it. I liked all the world, world building. And, uh, you know, it's a good movie. You guys were right. It's a very good movie. I'm shook. <laughs> You're legit shook. But... <laughs> Well, we'll talk a little bit more about it after the drop. So let's spoil the spoils and let's drop the drop and spoil Cabin in the Woods. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, guys. Um, you've both already seen this a million times probably before me. So uh, I don't know. Is there anything you guys want to throw out there about the things that you like about the movie? Spoiler wise, uh, Aubrey. I do like the characters. I like the twist at the end. I like the complexity of the story because I think that when you first start watching it, you're like, okay, here's another movie where everybody just dies and there's no reason behind it. But this has kind of got like a next level explanation to why everybody's going to die. And I really like that twist that there's see scientists and everybody all over the world is like, just sacrificing people. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, yeah, after you know rewatching it, I I think this movie still holds up. I love that it explains why we have to watch horror movies. You know, there has to be the jock, there has to be the scholar, there has to be the blonde girl uh, that dies first. There has to be the final girl, and it's not just traditional American movies, the fact that it had, <laughs> the Japanese horror movies had played a, their part in it too. I love that it explains, it's it's a goofy explanation of why stupid horror movies, or not stupid horror movies, but just why horror movies have those different tropes. And the fact that it's like low budget, first time director, you know, just like very simple and it starts off small and then just amps up to where the third act is just fat shit insane. And it clocks in at a nice, probably like hour and a half. I know. I think this movie is just a is just a solid, solid film. And uh, rewatching it, even though it's ten years later, I think it still holds up. All right, all right. Well, you know, I I really enjoyed the story. I almost wish we didn't get the opening with the people in the office to start because it almost gave away too much up front. But I don't know how that would work storyline wise to then reveal that halfway through. So I'm not a screenwriter, you know, um, but yeah, it, it's really good. And it, it starts off with those people in the office and you don't really understand what's happening. And then it kind of goes from there. And like you guys both said, I love that it plays on all the tropes. I like that they use like gas and like drugs <laughs> and stuff to make people play those roles rather than just assuming that there are people in those roles. I loved, um, Oh, of course. Amy Acker is in this movie. I had no idea. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> I think she's like one of the hottest chicks ever. And I've even watched like horrendously bad sci-fi channel movie about dragons that she was in. <laughs> wow. So right off the bat, I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm all in on this movie. Right. There we go. I don't even care. I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was good. It wasn't super scary, though. That was the only thing that was a little weird for me was that I thought it was going to be more horror, but it was kind of more like, I don't want to say comedy, but not, I don't really know what kind of, what you would classify it as. Obviously there's horror elements, but it wasn't like a flat out, like terrifying horror movie. Yeah. It works more as a, a film study about horror movies than an actual horror movie itself. Well, it, keep, right. it, it keeps the, it keeps the horror elements without it, without them using those elements to like, try to scare you. Yeah, and I, I loved the, uh, the the humor was really good. Uh, I just I thought it was good in, in the plot as it inf unfolds with what the people are doing. So, like, you know, you start by thinking, OK, well, they're controlling, you know, what's going on and something will happen. And then it just it gets supernatural and then it gets weird and and it involves like 
the old gods at the end with Sigourney Weaver for some reason. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I liked it a lot. Um, the main girl that didn't die until the very end was really cute. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I just really liked it. I really liked it. I thought the special effects were good, too. I, I was a little worried about what the effects would look like for a 10-year-old movie because I figured they'd probably use CG. And they did, but it didn't look bad. I, I really thought it came out good. I was just... I, I liked that it had a down ending, but it would have been nice if they at least like walked away instead of just dying in the rubble. <laughs> and I did think she was going to shoot that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that she, when she held the gun up to him and she was dead serious about taking him out. I, I don't even think she knew she was going to not shoot him. Well, she was going to until the werewolf bit her. So <laughs> Aubrey, would you have shot that guy? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have the balls to really shoot anybody. So. <laughs> All right. Mark Ellis, would you have shot him? No, no. She was getting, well, you know, if I was a girl, I was, I was getting the shit beat out of me by the big hulking guy on the pier. Like they showed like him beating the shit out of her, like in the background as the, the people in the office were talking. But you look at the screens in the background during their whole fight, like he was kicking her ass. And the fact that the the nerdy guy or the stoner guy comes back to save her. Yeah, man, you can't shoot that guy. You can't shoot. You can't shoot Shaggy. <laughs> I would have fucking shot him. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck stoners. I mean, like fucking straight edge revenge. <laughs> Give me my camouflage cargo shorts immediately. Um, no, no, no. she could have shot Sigourney Weaver. I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, I just I thought the movie was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it was really good. But was there anything bad about it? Is there anything you guys on a rewatch didn't like about it, Aubrey? Honestly, no. I mean, I think it really holds up and it's a great movie. I really like it. So. Mark Hallis, anything that stuck out to you you didn't like on rewatch? Uh, for the movie itself, not at all. I I, I think it holds up pretty well. Um, the only thing that <laughs> the only thing I don't like about it is the uh, behind the scenes. Maybe what happened of, behind the scenes? You know, some, of, some of the names that are attached to this film are no longer uh, heroes of mine. So it was kind of like, ah, oh. yeah, that's right. That's right. He kind of sucks now. So you feel kind of bad, <laughs> like like uh, enjoying something that someone that uh, sucks had a hand in. That's the only That was the only down part for me. Well, at least we weren't watching Jeepers Creepers. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. I don't have anything I didn't like about the movie. What? I'll be honest with you. This is there's nothing. There's not a single thing when I was watching it where I rolled my eyes or said, fuck this movie or is stupid. I can't believe they made me watch that. I want to say that the kids in Japan <laughs> was one of the funniest fucking things I've seen. <laughs> I, first off, I was just dying when they showed it. I freaking just was laughing because it was a fucking like uh, the ring or like the grudge type uh, ghost. Right. <laughs> attacking them. And then. Then they fucking found a way to kill it and turn it into a frog. And the guy's like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I liked when they were like, it didn't work in any of the other countries. And it was like Berlin. And then there's like a dead like monster in the ground. <laughs> I did. I thought the movie had a really good sense of humor. I, I, I really appreciated it. That's so I, I honestly, there's not a bad thing in this fucking movie. Um, there's yeah, there's nothing about this that I didn't like other than like Mark Kellis said, you know, just seeing Joss Whedon's name on it a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, Aubrey, how'd you feel about Chris Hem- young Chris Helmsworth in this movie? He was just as beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was probably the first movie I ever have seen him in, honestly. No, uh, no Red Dawn remake for you? No, I never saw it. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> I was about to say that. Don't bother. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. But yeah, I mean, uh, this is not going to be the most exciting in-depth review because there's not really anything to hate on on this movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I loved it taking the piss out of all the tropes. I really liked the end because when things went fucking wild in the uh, office building. Uh, Aubrey, any final thoughts before we give it a score? I'm just happy you finally watched it, and I'm sure the <laughs> internet is too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I still love this movie. Uh, it's it's free to watch on Prime if you have uh, Amazon Prime, so definitely check it out if you haven't oh, watched really? it. And it's on Hulu, too. Um, so oh. it's, on, it's on two different places. 
Uh, don't tell me you spent money on this, Joey, because I would love No, I watched it illegally <laughs> oh. on my phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There was I, no way in the middle of the day I was going to get the TV to, the TV to watch a horror movie. Gotcha. <laughs> so, and while we have started watching horror movies with my son, I don't know if he's ready for this just yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not this one. Yeah, you know, fun, a funny story about this is, uh, you know, it took a while for them to, to – put this movie out because they filmed it and they, they didn't release it because the studio MGM was like filing for bankruptcy or they were, it were some behind the scenes shit where they postponed the movie and postponed it. So I, you know, no one ever knew if we were ever going to see it. So I'm glad that it, not only did it come out, but it, but that it still holds up 10 years later. It was also on the set of this movie that Chris Hemsworth was like, yeah, Marvel wants me to, to audition for this part of Thor, and I don't know if I should do it. And Josh Whedon's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> Him and Drew Goddard both like, "Um, yeah, dude, you should go and audition for Thor." So uh, I, I, I do, I love that that uh, behind the scenes story. Yeah, I think I think this movie's amazing. I give it a four and a half out of five. I think it's awesome. Oh, all right, uh, Aubrey, you got a rating for it? I give it a five out of five. There isn't anything I didn't like about this movie. I think it's super well done. It is one of the only horror movies that I like, and it's probably because of the heavy sci-fi piece to it. Um, but it's great. I like it. All right. Well, I'm going to have to agree with both of you guys. I'm going four and a half out of five. I, I loved it. I appreciate you guys for finally browbeating me into watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's partly me and Aubrey's like constant nagging you to watch it, and partly because we're in a pandemic and there was nothing else to watch this week. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, what were we going to watch this week? I don't even remember. Did we have some Monster else? Hunter? I thought. No, oh, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah, Tom that's and Jerry. <laughs> Whew. I dodged a bullet on that one, I guess. <laughs> I've heard that one is uh, really bad. So I'm, I'm glad we watched this instead. Don't feel like I need an hour and a half of my life back after mm-hmm. <laughs> watching it. So. so we can we can check this one off the list for uh, Joey's list. You just unmade the list. Yes. <laughs> so my the list is very small. Yeah. So, so next one is uh, so now we just got to make you watch Jaws at some point. I, I'm staring at the Blu-ray you gave me right <laughs> here. It's on. It's on my desk. See, I watched see? that at work the other day. Nice. <laughs> See, that's how confident I am that how good this movie is. I bought it for Joey, so he can. So, I, so there's no excuses. It's it's right there. You don't have to watch it illegally on your phone. <laughs> we'll see. I, don't know. I got Wednesday off. Maybe it's Jaws time. <laughs> I've seen Jaws four. Does that count? <laughs> uh, no. Sorry, I haven't seen the house that bought Michael Caine, but I have seen the movie. So. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up before we tap it up, guys. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? I recommend everybody watch WandaVision because it's fantastic. I've never been as excited about a show in a long time. All right, uh, Marcellus, how about you? Uh, yeah, there's a documentary on Amazon Prime about Drew Struzan, uh, the artist who did a lot of posters for uh, movies that uh, I grew up loving. Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars. Uh, it's a great documentary about his um, his technique and how he got started and uh, the posters that he's made. And I almost spent a whole lot of money on a, a signed poster from him this week. I didn't do it. I backed away. But it did remind me of this documentary. So uh, if you have Amazon Prime, check it out. It's called Drew Struzan, Man Behind the Poster. He has been at cons in the past. Yeah, I know. He's retired, so he's not really... Uh, He's not really doing um, any more work, but he's been actively like, you know, delivering stuff for the fans. He released a ton of images for uh, coming to no, not coming to America, uh, Boomerang, the Eddie Murphy movie Boomerang uh, on Facebook, on his Facebook page. And uh, the director, uh, Reggie Hudlin, uh, you know, from Black Panther, he was like, holy shit, I've never seen these before. <laughs> I directed the movie and he didn't know that existed. Oh, wow. All right. I'll have to check it out. But uh, that sounds really good. All right. Well, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com, where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. 
check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Is Our Podcast. There is hours of free exclusive content there. Adam has been dropping interviews and movie reviews nonstop for almost two weeks now. Um, the most recent one was with the cast and writer-director of a movie called Questions, the movie. Uh, pretty interesting journey to get that made over nine years the guy had been working on getting it out. So uh, really, really interesting interview there. So check it out. Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. Uh, this past month, we had our ranking of the Fox X-Men movies. I personally reviewed Framing Britney Spears on my Just Joey Minnesotes. We had uh, me and Adam reviewing the Star Wars High Republic first novel, Light of the Jedi, on our Star Wars podcast. It's there for you, too. So lots of exclusive cool stuff. Check it out on patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. Like Mark Kellis said earlier, we have our T Public page as well. And you can get yourself some cool merch and help us out, too. So I will uh, suggest that you go to the gym and <laughs> lift some weights and run on the treadmill because you will feel a lot better afterwards. I don't really have anything to recommend this week. So <laughs> that's what I got. Well, one thing you definitely should do, and I will echo Aubrey's uh, statement, is to go and watch the series finale or season finale. We're not sure if it's continuing after this, but uh, of WandaVision, because guess what, guys? March is here. Good content is here. <laughs> we will be doing a full review of season one of WandaVision next week on the podcast. But that's going to do it for this week. Episode 343 is in the books. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long, and thanks for all the fish. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reyes. I am so glad me and Aubrey made you watch this movie. Aubrey, I'm giving you a high five from across the, <laughs> the other side of the country. Wakanda forever. It's a Wi-Fi. A Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Wakanda forever. You gotta say it. You gotta say it. You gotta say it, Marty. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Mark and Aubrey, for making me watch this. I really did enjoy it. WandaVision Season 1 review next week. Get ready. Good journey. <laughs> <laughs>